you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. It's on. I mean, I'll consider world renowned, right? World renowned. She's also a chef, instructor, 
and based out of New York, but also I personally know she does do some, she does spend some time in Florida because of her, her boyfriend, mm. who's a good friend, who was actually uh, for the cut to it uh, audience. Her boyfriend is a good friend of mine who comes uh, annually to our Montana golf uh, 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 ski trip. So it's, it's really, it's been a great opportunity to meet Jason, to get to know him. Uh, we would love to welcome in Dana Benanazzi, and I just said it wrong, but that's okay. That's that uh, Los Angeles <laughs> education, so give me a hall pass, please. Um, and you can correct me, because my co-host and, uh, and friend and, and booking and whatever he is, they're chuckling profusely at me. It, it, almost, <laughs> it almost came across as a uh, regime in our history right. that you might not want to say. <laughs> You said it perfectly. You said it. You all say it perfectly. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. Obviously, I'm Steve Smith Sr. I got my man to my left, Gerard Littlejohn, our co-host. Nice to meet you. Extraordinaire. The uh, he has a great wealth of knowledge about a lot of things, Uh, but my man is not a good basketball player. (laughs) (laughs) But when I need all basketball information. He's the guy I am uh, notoriously knocking on his door and begging him on uh, on, on text. Hey, bro, I, I just don't get it. So uh-huh. he's he's schooling me on that. And then Joe, um, our booking guy. What's going to be his insult? His his insult is uh, he's a master of everything. Uh, he's That's a, not an insult. He, he's a jack. I'm sorry. He's Thank a you. jack of all trades. A master of nothing. Zero. Right? He, he could tell you why, uh-huh. but ask him to fix, fix it. Uh-huh. Man, he will look at you and say, that That's, ain't my job description. That is a fair overview, and I am good at basketball. No, you're not. <laughs> what is that? Why am I you don't look like you can play basketball. Skyhook, just hook shots. Because Sky I've hook. seen you at the – I've seen both of y'all on the same court. That is tr- that's true. And we didn't had, play together. No. no was, he, same court, oh, different the old time, court. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. still a lot of bricks. <laughs> I, hit the, I did hit the backboard, though. <laughs> and he missed – the first shot he airballed, and, and uh, Boston was like, uh, give it back to him. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't let him let that slide. So, hey, welcome to the podcast. We have this uh, – I love some icebreakers. I'm formulating the icebreakers. I was so excited about the next two ice, – the icebreakers I have for today on our guests, multiple Ooh. guests, Me too. that I was afraid to even send the icebreakers because I was scared that they were so good that G – or Joe would try to ask the question. So I was kind of selfish. I was actually insecure <laughs> about them because they're so good. They are quality. We're not going to hijack your section. I, I, was just, I was just saying how good they are. So here we go. All right. You ready? Let's do it. I'm All ready. Right. What ends with a T and is full of T? What ends with a T? Starts with a T. Starts with a T, ends with a T. I was going to say hot, but... It is a teapot. Good job. Oh, okay. It was a good job. She, Food she, Network lady. Yeah. She knows She's, it all. She was like, teapot. All right. Um, what's the last book you read? Oh, I'm reading a book called Very Valentine, mm. which is an Italian romantic novel, and also The Goal, which is a business novel and a tad boring, but also interesting at the same time. Have you read it? Mm-mm. Do I look like I read no. that book? <laughs> Very Valentine, no. The goal, quite possibly. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> you have a business empire. So, yes, the goal, empire. absolutely. 
I'm part of an empire. Wow. I like that. I you have an too. empire. I need to get some of the empire uh, check, too. <laughs> There's several people I need to call. I got a whole bunch of K-1s the other day, so I, I, will, I will confirm. Have you ever read the book, uh, The Golden Egg? The Golden Egg? No. Yes. Should it's, I? It's actually a good one because you're in, uh, you're in a food service and people business, so it's kind of good. It All talks right. About the I'm COVID. writing it down. Yeah. It's a short read, too. It got, it, I, it's one of those short reads that is like 50 pages of goodness. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, Ooh. you go, I feel stupid now. Mm. Just because <laughs> how, just how much is in that little, that little book <laughs> that you've missed out on. So it's pretty good. It's called The Golden Egg. It's pretty good. Sign me up. Thank you. All right. All right, last one. Which is more important, the human body or the human mind? Oof. I'm going to go mind. Mm. Like, I'm going to go mind. That's it. We Joe? Got, I, I would say mind as well, too. All right. Mind. All right. I say I'm, I'm cheating, but I'll explain why. I'll say both. <laughs> we got a guy, O.J. Bergantz, with the Baltimore Ravens, who suffers from ML, uh, MS. And mm. he is not able to move anything except his eyes and his, his mouth. And so you may, O.J., mm. And he does everything by eyesight. Uh, he can't speak. He breathes. All that stuff. They, you, you know, they. He has a a, a full time um, caretaker, and his mind is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine how intelligent he is, and yet who used to be a football player, a pretty darn good for a pl- football player, who can't get up sometimes because he's one of those guys. He will send you an email. That just breaks you down. His perspective, how he looks at the world, and you just want to hug him. And you could tell he wants to hug you back, but his words are his affection. I got a random email from him about two weeks ago, and I so wanted to give him a hug. And I so wanted to feel mm. a hug from him, but I know he can't. So this question for me, as I, as I, as I looked at it, I started to dissect it. It's like he has a great mind, but that one time or, you know, maybe you, I know you do. I know you do. I have, and I'm not sure about you. We have someone in our life that we wish that they passed away, that we can just get that last hug from them, mm-hmm. right? Even though in our mind, we know that they loved us. We know that they're there. But it's that physical hug that you need. And your mind is telling you, uh, but they still love you. They're looking down on you. But your body's saying, but I need that from my grandma. I need that from my grandpa. I need that from somebody. So that's why I say both, because of that perspective that 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 OJ gives me every so often. And I'm just like, wow, what to be so smart, so loving, so caring, so thoughtful. And a little bit of trapped. Mm. That's the perfect word for it. Trapped. I can totally relate. My This is why I chose mine, because my dad is blind mm. and he's incredible he played basketball for kentucky he runs his own business he lives independently he he runs his own business Mm -hmm. and the type of business he he's a real estate broker right so he he spent his whole career buying and selling houses that he couldn't see which is kind of nuts when you think about it right that is not on the information sheet (laughs) (laughs) so that's why i went mine Because if he, you're right, Steve, you're right. It's all about perspective, right? If he can do, if your friend OJ or if my dad can do what they do on a daily basis, 
send an email that changes the world, give a family the house that changes their world. You know, it it's perspective. It's yeah. like, all right, I can do anything. Yeah. What's your dad's name? Uh, Bartolomeo. Bartolomeo, I'll say it. Like the car? <laughs> That's Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was trying to associate it because I was going to butcher that one too. <laughs> I can tell you right now, if Bartolomeo Benetati calls you, just pay him. <laughs> <laughs> just don't ask questions. Just do it. Just pay him. Cash app, doesn't matter. Yeah. Pay him. Hey, be like, hey, Steve, somebody at the door. What's the name? Bartolomeo. Give him his money. <laughs> Right. He is not here to discuss. You're not out running that. No. First of all, I know. I'm not even going there. I'm going yeah, right. to let it go. Hey, uh, where I'm are you from in the place you call your hometown? I'm from Ormond Beach, Florida, and the place I call home is New York, New York, for sure. Why New York, New York, since you were born in Florida? It's where I feel most alive. Mm. Okay. It's the center of the universe. Also, in case you didn't know. But. I didn't know. I thought L.A. was the center of the universe. <laughs> no, 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 no. You West Coast people try that, but it's not. It's great. I love L.A. Did she just Don't wave me off? Oh, no. Yeah, you, got, you got shushed. <laughs> she did. She shushed me and waved me off. That was a shush. She, made, she said, go play. Yeah. Child. I love right, LA. Go play. I love L.A. to come and play. That's what you do in L.A. You don't live in L.A. Oh, that's Who can that. live with that traffic? And New York is not traffic. Right. Like you're just it's skipping around, around like, the roads. In like New York, like New York is never, yeah. there's never any backlog. Those two in things the are not comparable but yeah. at all. No, no, no. Yeah. You can ride your bike everywhere you got to go in New York or the subway. And you can in LA? I don't think you can. No, whenever I go to LA and I'll text one of my LA friends, like, hey, you want to go grab dinner here? I'm in Santa Monica. They're like, Santa Monica. That's so I far. Get to Santa Monica. And they, Where, well, if they live in a Laguna Beach, Studio City, wherever. Yeah, that's, that's far. That's just like asking somebody in the Hamptons to come to, to, come to the Bronx. That's quite a ways. <laughs> can you take a bike there, Dana? You can. can You'll get you? there next week. <laughs> you that's a two, that's a two and a half hour train ride. Yeah. As it would be if you guys actually had trains, but you don't have trains. Again, why New York is a superior wow. city. Dang, she said superior. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, listen, I'll, with all that being said, I know where your man is. Is in Florida. So you could have yacked all so, you want. So for whichever hood you represent, <laughs> so whichever hood you claim, how was your upbringing as a kid? Oh, my upbringing as a kid is entirely different than life now, which is maybe why I like New York so much. Like Where I grew up is a sleepy, tiny little beach town. You go everywhere in a bikini and flip-flops. It's, it's quiet, it's calm, it's fairly boring, which is why New York is so intoxicating, right? You've got art, you've got culture, you've got theater. Quite the opposite. You still got some people in bikinis and flip-flops in New York, too. Just depends on yeah. just depends yeah. on where you at. Just depends, just depends on the season. I've been in New York several. I've been to New York several times. Rain, sleet, or snow is always an outfit or two. I'm going like, yeah. a, like a wedding dress and cleats. You're like, what is this? That doesn't match. What's that is true. You have to be able to rock sneakers with whatever outfit you're wearing. Cleats, maybe not, but like, yeah. you've got to make a quick shoe change. Every New York girl knows that there's a handbag that fits a great pair of stilettos and a great pair of sneakers because you're going to make a change at least once during the day. Yeah, you will. But I, it, it's always interesting <laughs> in New York to watch people like watch a guy in a suit with, you know, with some monarchs or, or you know, or <laughs> the monies with the suit. Yeah, because good walking shoes and, they, you know, they're on the hustle and bustle. Explain this to me. I, I get it, but I'm act stupid. 
you're the first generation American. You know, for some people that's listening, they may say, duh, of course, you know, she, or she's the first American in her family. But w- what does that really mean? It's huge. It's huge. However, for the family, it's bigger. Or a, a, a not, it's not a word, but huger because, <laughs> because those, those family members know exactly how hard it has been for that family collectively. But then you have that one person that is that glimmer of hope that sets, that sets an opportunity and taking advantage of an opportunity that so many other people wished, died, bled, and worked their tail off like your dad to give you this opportunity. And you took full advantage mm-hmm. of it. But take us on that journey for your family on what that means for you to be the first American because you're the first American. You're sitting in front of us on cut to it. But the people behind you, where were they? and What did they go through to be able to afford you this moment to be this all-star that you are? Thank you. And thank you for having me. I haven't had the chance to tell you um, how much it, it is a win, not just for me, but for all the Ben and Adi, the whole so thank you guys all three of you thank you. um it's pretty cool i'm um i'm what they might call a pizza bagel or i would like to say a mozzarella stick so my dad is Sicilian i have no idea what that my... was I, I do not know what any <laughs> i'll break it down for thank you because all i heard was slurs that's all i heard i'm like i'm not stepping on that landmine <laughs> uh, so my dad as you know he's sicilian he's from a little tiny island in uh um, called Liberty, and my mom is a Russian Jew, and so I'm a pizza bagel, the best of both worlds, <laughs> or a mozzarella stick, as I like to call it. Um, and I really grew up with uh, exposure to both sides, and uh, a really open environment where it was understood that my parents came from two totally different backgrounds, but uh, there was a there was a lot of love, at least for a period of time. Thank God. So. Uh, I think for them, what it means to be first generation is that the the plight that their parents um, went through to put them in a better spot is paying off tenfold now for myself and my brother because we are afforded opportunities that I, I don't even think they dreamt of. I remember when I told my parents that I wanted to work in food, my mom was like, that's fantastic. That is something you've always loved. And my dad was like, you're crazy. That's not what we came here for. That's Mm. not what my parents came here for. To him, the fact that I could follow a passion and turn it into a career path seemed insane when the American dream was to come here, get an education, get a traditional job that allows you to have stability and success Mm -hmm. and a family. It, to turn that idea on its head and say, no, I'm going to do something creative and I promise you I will leverage it and I will make it into a career. He was like, why? <laughs> You're smarter than that. <laughs> mm. it, it took a long time. And even now, some some days, uh, I can see that he is still confused how in the world I have made food into a career. So where did the passion for food come from? Oh, my grandmother's easy. I mean, but my grandparents really. So my great grandfather, they say, I don't, I didn't have a, have a chance to meet him, but they say he was sent off to the Italian army and first day there he cooked and somehow the food 
was tasted and was like, no, no, he stays. He doesn't fight and mm. eventually became one of Mussolini's cooks. <laughs> My dad's parents um, oh, whoa, had this whoa. little you tiny... You can't just glance over that. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a for, lot of for, some of, for some of us, I think G and um, Joe know exactly, but um, I don't. So who's Mussolini? Take it, boys. So big Italian so, leader. So Mussolini was a, like Napoleon. You've heard of Napoleon Bonaparte. In I've the been past. called that several times. So, so, yes, so I do know Napoleon. Mussolini. <laughs> Mussolini is one of the famous generals, if not the ruler of all of Italy in the Italian army hmm. back in the day. Okay. So when Crushing her it, when when her mother, excuse me, when her great grandfather said that, like it resonates with me, Dana. So to let you know. My great-grandfather actually has a... We have a, a town in Italy named after my ancestors, which is Bovino, Italy. And my great-grandfather so was cool. in the Italian army, and there's actually a statue of him in front of this town that I've never wow. been to that I want to go to. Oh, we got to go. Let's go. All right, after I, this podcast, we don't, my I, man is about to rip me apart for not being there. I'm just letting you know. Joe, how right the hell we now. don't know this about you, and we and we all supposed to be this it's, it's, Cause Cause he's a whole <laughs> He got a whole town named after his hey, folks. But I love how do we know this? Because I was going to Google Fushi, <laughs> and if I looked up Fushi right. and there wasn't nothing in there, I was going to. Don't, don't Google Fushi. I was going to bow slap you. I was it's like, Bovino. If you look up no, Bovino. No, no, because I was about to say, I didn't been there. Ain't none of Fushi that ever popped up. Witness protection. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> no, nah, that's that's dope, that is man. Cool. Yeah. So for for to fight, that's insane. To, to for her great grandfather to go and fight. Now the Italian army's never been confused with a um, intimidating uh, force. Let's just be honest. But so for everyone mm-hmm. would always have to go fight. That meant you were a man. So for her great grandfather to be such a great cook that he wouldn't quote go defend his country to stay back and cook for Mussolini. That is a huge, huge oh, he, accolade. That is huge. I mean, I know the name, but I didn't understand the history. I needed to pause and get some of this history. I couldn't have done as good of a job as Joe. Okay. Perfect. What am I? Things I'm good at, but not mastering. Remember? Yeah, I told you. Look, information. <laughs> information. Why does that information just retain there for these moments right now? That's exactly yeah. the only reason. I love cut to it, and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at cut to it on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook. Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers. um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. CutToItPodcast.com. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed365, 
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So the passion, the, the, the DNA of, of, of cooking has been in your family for years. Um, oh, yeah. And so my grandmother on my mom's side was the first um, food writer for the Miami Herald, okay. which to be a woman back at that time, that's huge. you know, Absolutely. a Jewish woman in Miami to, to say, like, I'm going to write and I'm going to write about food. And she convinced them to Espec- let her. Especially cool. at that time, women were not mm-hmm. looked at as 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 people of influence exactly wow that's pretty yeah. cool so it's in my veins i can't deny it so how long have you been and i love to eat <laughs> I'm, I'm right there so do i i'm right, I'm right. <laughs> we all agree yeah uh, at what age did you really start to have the passion for cooking i would say probably nine or ten i started working in restaurants when i was 14 but um nine or ten it was like yeah i don't need I, dance was a huge part of my life mm-hmm. I was a competitive dancer and anytime I wasn't dancing I wanted to be in the kitchen there was like nothing else that was of interest wow. to me cool. but when you think about it they're both like so so creative you know Very what I mean they're so. just a form of expression but they're, they're, they're super creative but yet they require a ton of concentration a ton of attention as well a lot of a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of technique and detail. And you couldn't half it in either one. You'd see it physically in dancing, and your food wouldn't be great sure. if you halved it in, in cooking. <laughs> I mean, you got to be good at it. Right. So when did you when did you start realizing, I want to take this serious, and I believe I can make a career out of it? Mm, when I realized that dance was no longer an option. So I um, tore my knees three times. The first oh, yeah. was in a competition. Uh-huh. I tore an ACL during a performance, and That's it changed painful. the game. Yeah, it hurt my ego. Like for it to happen on stage and and with that move, it. it what move it are sucked, you trying yeah. to do? Uh, it's it's called it's now illegal, so you don't see dancers doing it anymore. Thank God, because a lot of people hurt themselves. But if you know what a, a Russian is, which is like toe touch, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of coming down and landing on your feet, you do a toe touch, and then in the air you turn and you land in a split. Oh. No, that's that, that so a ball right there. There's <laughs> illegal dance moves. Did I just hear there's that? A, there are illegal yeah, dance that, moves. That, that means yeah. you're jump up and shank somebody. That means I that was going to be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they yeah, you Russian. can't do it. <laughs> I ain't touching that shit. I did. I just call how I said. Oh, man. It's been outlawed? It's been outlawed, yeah. What are you going to do? Not so, that move. I can promise that, you that. <laughs> not that move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that made it clear, like, okay, you can still dance and have fun. And, and I do, for sure. I'll tear up any dance floor. I'll make something into a dance floor tomorrow, today. But um, it made it clear that it just it wasn't going to be a long-term option anymore. So you do the, the electric, do you do the electric slide? No, she ain't doing no Tear it up. Slide. Okay, she, <laughs> she said she tear it up. She, Cupid shuffle? She lie. Yeah, who doesn't do the Cupid shuffle? A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, it's old now, but let's no. do it. That's that's traditional at the black barbecues and weddings. I I know yep. damn well you and Jason are not doing electric slide when y'all go out. He does not dance. That's I, my I, whole point. That's what I knew. He's some of those lot of people. Look, 
you've you've had the opportunity. I think what you've gone to Johnson and Wales, right? Is is that the one here in Charlotte, or is there multiple ones? There, there are multiple. Well, I did not go to the Charlotte campus, but mm. it's a great location. Which one did you go to? Miami. Miami. What does Johnson and Wales present? Because a lot of people just look at it as a culinary school. However, I, I know they do so many other things, and I'm always interested to hear exactly what they offer for students. Because on paper, it could be overwhelming, right? It could say, it's "Oh, so true. hospitality or management," mm-hmm. and people don't really understand, you know, how many jobs are in management in hospitality that aren't necessarily upfront and personable, dealing with people all the time, face to face. But there's so many other elements to it. Oh yeah, what did you my job, for example? Yeah, what I didn't you, even know it was a job when I went what there. But did, Johnson Oil, yeah, talk amazing. about that. Like how how did you knowing your passion for food, having having that passion for dance? So let's all of that is creativity. So how did going to Johnson and Wales? How did you hone in that creativity to really to to propel you? Or take that step forward into, you know, knowing your desire, your dreams, your hopes can really happen if you do this. Mm. Well, there's a lot of questions there to unpack. Yeah. That, that was a triple, uh, quadruple <laughs> barrel question. Yeah, you loaded the clip on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a short barrel shotgun right there. Five and a, five and a clip. Home protection. <laughs> Look, Jay Wu was my undergrad. I did two bachelor's degrees there, and I, mm, I got an MBA. <laughs> At Cornell. <laughs> At Cornell, yeah. yeah. And both universities have, were incredible um, in what they give back to their students. But Johnson Wales, you're, you're really hitting on something there, Stephen, that people do underestimate, like, if you know about it, which a lot of people don't. It's a small, non-profit private school, right? It's not, it's not super well-known beyond the culinary space, but they actually have a really robust criminal justice program. They pump out kids who are apparently really great candidates for uh, JD MBA programs that not a lot of people know about, which I think is cool, right? If you go to Johnson Wales and you think you wanna cook and then you get to know the industry and you're like, this is not for me, there's actually a, a pretty cool and pretty strong program that you can get into mm-hmm. without having to change universities. So mm-hmm. big, yeah. big pro- Component of Jewu. Um, I would say the biggest takeaway from being a student there, and, and I don't think that this has changed, uh, is how strict they are in the way you present yourself, right? So, a chef, you have a certain mental image that comes to mind when you think of a chef a white coat, a white apron, you are clean, you're, pristi- you're pristine, you're mm. well groomed, hair pulled back. And they're really strict about that. Wow. And any classes you take that aren't in the kitchen, you wear full professional dress. Like college kids go to class in a suit or in a, a, a women's suit or a jacket and a tie. What and happens if they can't? It, what happens if someone is there on scholarship who can't afford that? Yeah, I was there on scholarship. There's, there's, a, yeah. there's a huge scholarship uh, section of Johnson and Wales, too. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but I'm I talking about the scholarship. I understand there's a scholarship program because I understand every, but I'm talking about the prison how they present themselves. What if they can't afford to, yeah. to present themselves? Yeah. The professional dress for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the culinary professional dress is given to them and okay. the professors take it super seriously. Like 
they take a credit card to men's faces to see if they shaved like, See, that's, that's that gonna, morning. That's going to get you. That's wow. going to get you a two piece if you put a credit card to my face <laughs> to see if I shave. Yeah, I like a little scruff, but you know what I mean. I'm, you put a credit card to my life. face to see if I shave. <laughs> I'm gonna slap you and take that credit card. <laughs> Yeah, you have to stick out your tongue, show if you have Whoa. a piercing and have hold it taken on. out. It's it's extreme. What what? So to on. go to college, you're sticking your tongue out for what? To make sure that you so have any you piercing. have a piercing. So you can't have is that? So is this a code of ethics that you sign prior to? Mm-hmm. Will, will it might be some health stuff. Hey, too, will it fall you the soup? Like cooking a lot. What if that falls into the food? So I kind of get it. <laughs> you fish it out. Uh, that's kind of disgusting. Okay. And not saying yeah. why I didn't go there. It's, what's more disgusting is they're going to make you stick out your tongue to see if you have a piercing. Yeah. I don't think no, while you're this cooking. Does not happen. That'd be yeah, awkward. this is this all happens before you even get in the kitchen. And you're in the kitchen for 6 hours, so it's a, you're a check yeah. from head to toe before you get yeah, in. You can't, you can't stick like your tongue out over the risotto. Yeah. Could could could, <laughs> could, <laughs> could Gerard wear his belly button head. ring? Is that fine? <laughs> Yes, they're never going to see your belly. You do it. But your tongue, like different areas of your tongue have different receptors. So if you have a piercing, it makes it different. Oh, okay. I understand that. So that's for the professional standard. So what were some of the things that Johnson & Wales, obviously, um, you know, you got your uh, management and hospitality. You got your MBA from Cornell. What were all those experiences good for and how did it prepare you for just being in the food industry today? Perform under pressure. Mm. That's what it's all about. And that's really what my job is. It's just problem solving, like putting out fires, literally mm. and figuratively, most most of the time figuratively, and doing it under pressure. Now with millennials, how do you, uh, with millennials today, problem solving and putting out fires is, requires uh, something tangible. It requires actually people to do something and follow through with it. Do you find that that's more challenging now with millennials in in such a high performance pressure cooking um, result driven business that people don't like to do? Yes. Yeah, it's much harder. Look, I I taught high school kids in between Johnson Wales and Cornell. Mm, God bless you. (laughs) Thank you. I will take it. Getting 30, 17 year olds to do anything organized at 7 a.m., is a feat in and of itself. But I'm super grateful for that experience because if you can convince them to do something, you can really, it it teaches you to problem solve. But yeah, there's a generational um, shift that's happening for sure. And And I don't think it's for the best. And so how does that, how does that working? Like, so, you know, so you graduate and then you start what? Because you started doing high school. Just walk us through that. You have so much on your, on your palate that I'm, I'm I'm ADD (laughs) on, on, I'm ADD on trying to grab it all and figure it out and throw it out there to let our listeners know kind of everything that you're doing because it's amazing. We've had Thank yeah, you'd you be the third you you'd be the third uh chef, somebody who's been in the food industry. We had Tiffany Faison, we had Eddie Jackson now having you. She's amazing. Eddie right? is phenomenal. But Man, each what a guy. each three of you guys now, each of you have had so many different stories. And you're the first one that really had to do with school, going through the school process. Yeah. The other ones were baptism by fire, right? They lack the. They <laughs> Which lack, I think is more effective. 
Why do you say that? There's a big problem, right? Uh, the whole idea of culinary schools, and I don't want to put them down. We need vocational job training, but it's a broken system. Mm. Kids are spending tens of thousands of dollars to go to school with an idea of what they think working in the industry is going to be like. And they come out entitled, ready for their own TV show. And they, they don't even know how to hold a knife yet. Mm. And how could they? It's just practice, right? But if you're 20 years old, you haven't had that much practice. So I... I I think we have a big problem that culinary schools are so expensive and let's face it, the return on that investment never going to come. The average industry income is never going to allow you to pay back those loans. God forbid you took them out. Wow. So I think trial by fire is a way to do it. And that's the way people used to learn how to become chefs. There's something called staging and that's how you Excuse used me? to become a chef Saging? back in the day. Staging, like stage, so oh, the French word stagier, like apprentice. Yeah. You wanted to be well. a chef. You didn't <laughs> go to school. You went and did a stage. You found the best kitchen that mm. you could get yourself into, and, and you, you are their bitch. You peel potatoes for a place to live, and then once they see that you can do that well, they'll give you something wow. else. I've done it. All the, the really strong chefs in this country have have done it all over the world, and it's. It that is trial by fire, and the things that you're going to learn in the classrooms are great. You you understand techniques, but that's it. It's just like a sur superficial understanding. You don't mm. actually know them, like from here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You've got to do them a bunch to know them. Yeah, you got to have that muscle memory. Problem. Yeah, yeah, muscle memory. Yeah. I was such an Absolutely. interesting take on the the higher education part because it's you you're, you're coming out with everything you just said. You have a false expectation. You have a skewed perception. But then you're coming out with a whole bunch of debt as well everything you said plus you're coming out with debt yeah. if you took out a loan so and you almost can take that out wash rinse repeat on a number of different things when you talk about higher education mm -hmm. so I, it was i was locked in when you were talking about that when i hear or look at situations where people say the system is broken i kind of like the system is broken because if the system wasn't broken mm -hmm. i wouldn't be here mm -hmm. like this i use i use the system i use the broken system to get me where i am and because of that broken system, it's put me in a place where then I know what I don't know. And so I can be around people and cultivate my own relationships to mm -hmm. kind of get educated in certain areas that I feel that is usable mm -hmm. and, and, and I can use. And then other stuff like I don't want to learn how to build a rocket ship. Don't care. Mm -hmm. Not interested. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in other things. And so I'm able to talk to other people that have went to school for that. But I've lived a enough life that I can, I've learned how to apply and use applicable information to be able to advance myself without that degree. So I can sit and talk with real estate folks, maybe not understand and speak the, the educated terms, mm -hmm. but then I also can calculate my own, I can calculate with the interest rates that I know is going on personally interest rates and business interest rates, then I could take the number, calculate it towards the interest rate, and then calculate what my loan payment will be over with the AMs and ARMS, mm -hmm. not knowing that that's what I was doing, but able to get the number because I've been doing it long enough. Mm -hmm. I don't have a degree. But a lot I, of people with a degree probably can't do that in yeah. their head. Yeah, you were you were you were stashing. <laughs> yeah, I was stashing. Yeah. You were stashing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you, you backed up everything she said. Yeah. So go with that, Dana, in the vocational culinary arts trait, are degrees from a Johnson and Wales or other high ranking higher education universities, are those individuals looked 
at like, oh, you graduated from there, you can come cook with us? Or are there individual people to, you said, like trial by fire? How do you get and move up the ranks? Is it the education that matters to them or is it you're just good? Yeah, you don't you don't need a degree. And probably every culinary school will never let me t- represent them from here on up. But you don't <laughs> need a degree to climb the ranks in, in the food and beverage world. But is it- if you are trying to do something in particular, like you want to be an F&B director of a hotel. What's that? Yeah. Well, hold on. A What's degree would help you. Food and beverage. Oh, thank you. Food and beverage was, director was, of a hotel. I thought she dropped a B word, so I thought she was, <laughs> she was cursing at me again. I didn't know. I was like, look, you talk to, you you can talk to a co-host to like that, but not. <laughs> <laughs> so food, food and beverage. What else? So hold on, hold on. Uh, so you have to have a degree to be able to tell me how many crates there are? <laughs> What? No. I, I just say it because food and beverage to work at a hotel, you must have a degree. I've been to a number of nice hotels, and there's some degree F&Bs that don't know what the hell they're doing. Precisely. I, I would say most hospitality careers, you don't need a degree. What are some hospitality the careers? The most entry-level positions, you're working front of house or back of house mm. in a restaurant. So or what do you think? What, what, what kind of... Front house, back house, which one am I? Oh, you're what without a doubt, front of house. Okay. You cannot let that personality. A couple, be a couple of years ago, she would have been like back house. <laughs> no, it's personality. Come okay. on. You you light up a room, Steve, and oh, you can you can make a friend out of anybody. That's... I can run I can run some folks off too. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you want if they're sitting at a table and they've been there for two hours and so they're not was spending like, money, yep. let them off. That is a life skill. <laughs> No, nah, it's yeah. never. Yeah. No, nah, I, I was just running team. somebody off is a life skill. Mm, okay. You uh, need to be able to get people off sometimes. Yeah. What uh? What else? Like if you've got people sitting at your table, sitting at a bar, and you want them to move, mm-hmm. you need somebody who's going to make them move. So that's a good skill to have, Steve. Okay. Um, front of house, entry level. You're a server. Maybe you're a captain. Maybe you're a maitre d. Mm-hmm. So what? You, where'd you start off at? And you know, take after you got your degree, you got all the you got all this paperwork. You graduate and you go to you a go a lot of paperwork. You go to teaching kids. No, my first job was a shit job. I was the general manager of a winery. Uh, okay. Terrible. What? Great, great place to to drink to try and apply <laughs> all the things I just learned and. I'm a third level Psalm. So at the time I was only a second level Psalm and I wanted to stay in the wine world or really get into the wine world. But, um, important about, lesson, Google your bosses. Are you talking about Psalms like before Leviticus and all that? Or <laughs> which one? <laughs> there we go. Oh, so my, I'm here for you. This is Mama Jammer right here. I'm here for it. He's so good. There's wine in the Bible too though. So it was kind of, it was kind of right. I know, but you know what I'm saying? She was like, Psalms like Psalms. So you're a GM, a general manager of a winery, and mm-hmm. didn't go well, huh? It did not. No, it was you know that movie Horrible Bosses. It was that was my life. For I'm the first sorry, year. but everybody needs to have. Ah, it's all good. It's all good. You don't need to have a horrible boss, though. Maybe. No, you do, because then when you have a good one, you can recognize it. But sometimes you That's can get point. so damaged from the yeah. first boss that you are unrecoverable for the next one. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then you go from there, you jump ship, or they fired you? Mm-hmm. Which one? No, I left. I left. Oh, okay. They asked me to do something that was kind of illegal, and I was like, I'm out. We're not doing this anymore. 
there's a big uh, food festival that happens every year in Miami. The largest catering company in Miami had a pinch. They're microgreens, you know, those little tiny, beautiful mini greens that you see on gorgeous food a lot. Yeah, anyway, yeah. their microgreens vendor didn't come through. So they were in a pinch. They were looking for microgreens. They needed several hundred pounds of these things. Mm. We grew in them Miami, on huh? the winery pounds of green. in Miami. You, so you need pounds a whole you you you, you need a whole pound of green, multiple for pounds of greens in Miami for the micro bags. Yes. For the micro Oregano. bags, huh? We call those nits, Oregano. Right? <laughs> Oregano in a paper towel. They need a lot of it. <laughs> that would not work. Yeah. Mm. So, anyways, long story made short, we sold. We had we grew them on property. I bet we sold did. them to them. <laughs> and you, um, had a, you had a driver were, drop it off. We had they had a courier come pick it up. At all, this is all do, done at night. All, <laughs> at, all under aliases. <laughs> and they received them, and they weren't um, at all weighed. So oh, what we charged yeah. them for was thousands of dollars more than what they yep. actually received. So you you so oh, you didn't weigh them. So you gave them the street value. Yeah. Precisely. Because I can eyeball that. <laughs> yeah, I can get pretty close. I eyeball that. <laughs> we don't need to scale. Yeah. Yes, they were eyeballed. We don't need to scale. And so the owners, they called really pissed. That's hopefully not an angry phone call. And um, yeah, the owners of the winery were like, "Hey, they signed for them. Charge them." And I was like, "No, that's so that's not much, right." How much did they try to charge? Oh my! It, it was thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars more than what we gave them. <gasps> And the actual product we gave them. That's it was really messed up. Y'all had so I was like, I, so y'all gave them watered down product. I, I follow this story mm -hmm. 100% well. Yeah. yeah, I'm following it. Yeah. I, oh. So lack of integrity. Mm. Just couldn't couldn't do it anymore. Had to and, go. And it was all done in cash. You got to stand by your work. Yeah. <laughs> all cash. And so I left and I went and did a stage. I went to Paris and I staged in that dirty little city that we all love so much. Could do it. Could do it. Let's get down to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So you start working and then what? I came home, started teaching. Mm -hmm. And teaching led me to Cornell. Because a mentor was like, hey, you're doing this wine thing. At the time, I passed my third levels. Um, and they were like, what? why are you teaching high school? You should teach college. Mm. So I applied and I kind of kept the same rule that we were talking about. Like I knew that 
I would never make enough money to pay back loans. So I was going for scholarships. That's what I, that's why I chose Johnson and Wales. That's how I ended up at Cornell. Mm. And so Cornell has this amazing fellowship. They choose one student a year. Well, that student will be half teacher, half student. And that's what I did. Mm. So I did my MBA and I taught um, several classes at Cornell's hotel school. They paid me to go to school and it was good stuff. So now I can do what I want to do and, and not be as stressed about the return. So you, you, you do a lot of stuff, right? So let's talk about today. What, what, what are some of the projects that you have going on today? Yeah. So now I have my own production company. Slide Flex. Uh, <laughs> What's the name of the production company? DWD Productions. How'd you, pick, how'd, you, how'd you pick that? Dine with Dana is always what it's been. It's always what I've known that I want to do. It's it's how I want to make people feel when we talk about food and wine. I want to make people feel alive and in love and having a great time. Okay. And, and so teaching on camera, teaching people how to cook and pair their food with wine is, is what I love most. And hmm. being able to do that for other brands like Food Network or uh, individual brands that have a story to tell, be it on TV or digital, that's... That's so, what I'm here to do. So why do you? Why is pairing wines with food so important? Because it it's elevation, right? It's mm. one thing is good by itself, but when it's with another, it's even better. Come on, like a spoonful of peanut butter is awesome by itself, but you put that shit with banana and marshmallows, oh. something else happens. Marshmallows? <laughs> oh no, okay, with jelly. I don't know. People. people so let's really let's love- let's play a game here. There, let's go. Let's okay, get to let's it. Play Let's elevate something. We got oh. some wines. I can't see it. We have some wines here. We, we, you know, we got we got deals, so we got to cover up the brands. Are so, you guys tasting? No, we're not. Because I'll be not. real jealous. Okay. No, I just no, had no. some microgreens, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. He don't cross me. <laughs> so we're moving on. Um, so right now we have a cab. Is uh, Alexandria Valley? Sonoma County to uh, 2017. What would you pair this with? Uh, is it for you? I mean, I think that's it's part for, of it. It's for your cousin Lucy. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it could Just, be for Agnes. Yeah, it could be Agnes out there in Paris smoking that Virginia Slim. Come <laughs> on, Mom. Lucy gonna drink whatever's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Long she ain't got to pay All right, for I'm it. Going, Michael I'm James. Going softball. Softball? Softball. We're going to go steak a poivre. Excuse steak me? Steak encrusted in peppercorns. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was so non-black right there. Steak <laughs> with pepper, encrusted with peppercorn. Yeah, steak a poivre. Is, it, it, look, if you're spending time in Paris and you're eating steak frites, you probably the, had steak a poivre without knowing it. The first first no? few times I went to Paris, I really couldn't afford it. So brother wasn't really having a lot of food. Having, okay, yeah. okay. That would also be bomb with a really thin smash burger. Hmm. Like crispy wine. edges, cheesy frico over the edges. So wine in the burger? Hell yes. I'm more okay. of an in and out, not smash burger. Smash burger. Huh. Right. I, I understand I'm talking to an LA. Wait, I wasn't talking about smash burger like the place. I was talking about the style, like a super thin burger. But if we're talking about the best thin burger, it's you're talking be to two black that. guys that barbecue. Oh, <laughs> that is. Well, you went real thin. Yeah, no, White man you. doesn't barbecue. He been over a house way too much. Hell no. He better we not cook bring, out. Thank listen, you. He better we not bring. Hey, he better not bring no thinly sliced burger. 
to the house. So you can take your ass right on back home. Hey, you better put that shit on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> the the Foreman? Yeah, that George Foreman. The flat top. <laughs> Are th- is this a thick burger crew only? Ask my wife after she had a couple glasses of this. <laughs> Dana, we'll, we'll talk Italian after this. <laughs> oh, wait God, oh my so, God. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I would not put it with a hot dog or ribs. It's going to be too big, too much. All right, so uh, thinly sliced burger. Uh. Not thinly sliced, you smash it. <laughs> All right, so you saying like a, a so a fancy burger? No, just a thin crispy burger. That's a fancy burger. An In and Out burger is fancy. No, that's why they don't okay, sell that's wine. A thin, crispy burger. <laughs> they sell milkshakes and Seven Up and a lemonade. Um, Shake Shack sells wine. They I do. don't go to Shake Shack. They got crinkle fries. There's nothing wrong with a crinkle fry, first of all. We're asking a stupid... I'm asking a stupid question. Other than Moscato, is there <laughs> other des- dessert wines? Hell yes. Are you into sweet wine? I'm, I'll, I'll do a fruit drink at a minute. That's just <laughs> okay. who I am. I'm so not, I, I I'm not a strong... For... I don't really drink like that, so I, I'd go with... Seltzer. I, no, He's if I stab you with this, I'm not. Dr- Listen, I'll I'll hit a frou frou wine, but I ain't hitting no seltzer now. Don't get it twisted. All right, all right, hold on. Okay, so okay. and then try we'll, we'll, Malvasia, Steve. You could you, you gonna have to send that to Joe. I, I got it. I can't spell that. This, I will. I got it. It's, even, a, it's one no of the oldest grapes. The oldest grape. What about some What about some Lambrusco? Love Lambrusco. Mm-hmm. What Love. is that? See? It's Italian. It's Italian sweet wine. Okay. Is it sweeter than little Moscato? A little bubbly. Yep. No, no. no. Most, Moscato, I mean, you can find them a little It could be sometimes too sweet. Yeah, it's, it's a dessert wine. Mm-hmm. But I've, no. I've, I've, Cheap wine. I've That's seen what back, it is. Back in like those early, like, 05, when like Drake first came out, he started rapping about it. People eating Moscato, uh, drinking Moscato with like steaks. Like, come That's on. Stupid. Now, even I know you're not supposed to do that. That's wrong. No, no. All right, Moscato we- with everything. And then we got a Chardonnay. Is this a Chardonnay? It's a Chardonnay. A Chardonnay, California Select 2019. What would you have with this? I'd go seafood. Okay. I'd really like a boil of some kind. Oh. Like a crawfish boil okay. or. Drinking a brewski that, with that. That would be really, really good. So I, have you been, you've been in New Orleans, right? Have what a city, man! So would you would uh, you go to would you go to Mother's if you go mm. to Mother's and get one of those some gumbo Montfray, you go with this? Perfection, man! You get you get it's Molly White buttery, up in there spicy. with this like that. <laughs> mother's good as hell. Man, mother's I love kick mother. your ass! You coming in there with this? And get a Chardonnay. That might Chardonnay. be true. Can and I get a nine ounce worse. pour? <laughs> <laughs> Out of here, like, man. Look, we don't even right. have IPAs. You think we gonna get you some? <laughs> right. You think we gonna get you some wine? Hey, take this. Let's somewhere. get this ninja out of here. Right. <laughs> better go to the store with that. Yeah. Boy, you better go around the corner. Yeah, right. Um. Okay. Last one. This. This is. This is your test now. See if you really know what? about your stuff. If, if, if you more? too. Oh yeah. There's wrong. This is oh, very. Oh, you got a case underneath that table. Dana, this is very high end, so you're going to need to really pay attention. You got this sour apple chiller with a a cap. What you going to drink with this, huh? It's an orange-based wine, just so you know. Orange-based. 
It, it's is it green or, or is that the Oh, label? it's absolutely green. It's orange wine mm. with apple and lemon juices and natural flavors. Cold for artificial. I gagged a little. Yeah. <laughs> so what you drinking with this? I saw your Instagram use over there. It has some, uh, you're going to McDonald's. So this got to be one of those with, mm. with that nugget, the quarter pounder. <laughs> so everybody knows sour apple pairs well with the nugget. <laughs> what you got? I mean, you could go nuggets, but whew, whew, I'm, I'm not going nuggets. I'm going breakfast. Like, uh, what's right. that thing where the syrup is built in, a McGriddle? The sweet and savory. Oh. It's got, like, sausage, egg, and cheese. Oh, they don't sponsor us. We can't name, we can name drop. I, I don't know. Oh. You would drink a sour breakfast. apple wine with that? It... Yes, sadly. <clears throat> it's going to be sweet and oddly citrusy. Sadly. Hey, Joe, where what do you, you usually pair with that? wild Irish rose? What do you, what do you usually eat with that? Um, you know, oh, that Thunderbird you got up under there. <laughs> I like to just drink that straight just at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Mix a package of Kool-Aid in it, shake it up. Listen, good. If you're drinking Ooh. this if you're drinking this early in the morning, you got a problem. Bro, I felt bad buying it. They were looking at me like price check. This man <laughs> so got a one you... sour apple wine. <laughs> what else did you buy with that? A pack of black and miles? I I, I got a lucky strike. <laughs> no filter. He bought a he bought one, one cigarette. Taste it? Absolutely not. No, no way. One of you's no gotta way. taste. <clears throat> nah. I ain't got to yeah, do you sh- gotta pop it. Pop the top. Right. We'll give you some feedback. We yeah. might have to do that off camera. <laughs> we got contracts. We ain't drinking on camera. I, I, I actually, I don't. I'm not really a drinker anyway, and they make fun of me because when we all do, I'll, I'll get. I mean, I, I am. Fine. He's a vodka fruit juice, vodka oh, pineapple. Yep, vodka pineapple, or I'll do a, I'll do a amaretto sour. Judge me if you want. No, that's timeless. No, no, yeah, no, no, just so. Yeah, one time somebody tried to be funny though. A waiter tried to be funny because he was like, "Oh, you, Mister Tough Guy." And he brought it in a, uh, in a, um, Margaret. What is it? A martini glass. A martini glass. Right. I gave him yeah. the stare. You better put that in a short glass player. <laughs> I looked at him. He was like, "What is?" I said, "Hey, bro, that glass gonna get your ass whooped. You better go ahead and put it in a real glass. Don't disrespect me like that." <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I thought it was funny." I got something I think funny on you, too. <laughs> he was like, oh, you know, I was just joking around. I'm like, come on, bro. Don't try to do me mm-hmm. like that. Don't stall me out and get stalled yourself. <laughs> that engine don't turn over. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Steve, I have a drink recommendation for you. Then. Okay. Aperol spritz. What? Say it one more time. An an. Aperol spritz. If you like an amaretto sour, yep. I think you're going to be into it. Uno mas. A P E. A P E. A P E R O L spritz. Okay, spritz. All right. Because you've got like the sour mix, the amaretto, the sprite thing happening. Oh, okay. In that drink, it's prosecco. You still got the orange slices. Mm. Got a little splash of aperol. I think you'll be into it. I tell you, I tell you, everything. I tell you, a drink that's pretty good. So you ever heard of a green tea? Okay, substitute the substitute the brown and put um, put vodka in it, and it's a white tea. Fire. Mm. Try it. No. Right. What are some of the dishes or foods you like to cook when you're not working? Oh, pasta any day, every day. Mm. Tear it up. I love to make curries. Mm. Any kind of curry. Oh, okay. Hey, you went pasta <laughs> to curry. I just, everybody's. I know, I know. It's both ends of the spectrum. Pasta that you like, G. And you cannot say spaghetti. 
<laughs> I know you too well, nah. Ninja. Uh, <laughs> I like a good like a the shrimp scampi joint. I like that. Mm. Yeah. What great so, so what kind of noodles then? Man, I don't know. Whatever they serve. Angel? Panay, I don't know. Angel, no. like the thick noodles or the, the real Man, small? That That is a chef's preference. Whatever it is, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat it. I, don't, angel, I, don't I like angel hell pasta. Yeah. Joe's shaking his head because you're calling Y'all getting noodles. Yeah. So I like a bake. <laughs> bake man of God is my favorite. Like my, oh. my mom used to make that and freeze dry it and send it to me in college. Oh, mm. After Can some micro greens. What's that? <laughs> some micro Sorry. Yeah, we can call Big Joe. All right. Um, yeah. So for me, I love. Uh, I had it in. I had it when I was traveling. It was first time ever. Um, and it's some form of version of spaghetti, but a uh, um, bolognese. I love bolognese. How you gonna tell me not to say spaghetti, and then you go straight to some damn spaghetti? Be- I was. If I said bo- <laughs> because it's bolognese is different, but it's it's kind of a it's a version of spaghetti, but it is ridiculous. It takes about eight to nine hours, so it's not. Spaghetti. Yeah. Eight or nine hours just on the sauce. Mm. It is redonkulous. Steve, next time I see you, I'm gonna make you bolognese and bianco. A white bolognese instead I try I tried the white bolognese. Um You weren't a fan? Did you have a good one? I don't know. Why's it gotta, why is this gotta be about race? Guys? I know, man. No. <laughs> I like the white bolognese. Why's it gotta be race? It, it just wasn't it it was not CRT pasta. I didn't like I didn't like the 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 it had like a residue. The white pasta it was, it was kind of like, it was like I want to say the the she best so I have the right best now. I have is like so I have a, a coffee, uh, a cappuccino machine. And you know sometimes when the, if you don't use the uh, the milk and it kind of just sits there and it has that little residue. That's how I kind of I felt the the white. Oh, it had a film. It had a film, and I was just like, Ugh. no. That's- we gotta get no. Don't judge solely on that. Yeah. We gotta get you another one. Um, I will make it for you. But uh, so I was, you know, my grandmother taught me how to cook. I love cooking. I enjoy cooking. Um, I, the meal that I met uh, made for my wife when I was wooing her over back in college. Oh, I love this. Um, manicotti with meat sauce. Oh, you, you could woo over Joe. It seems too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I even <laughs> I even put the I Y'all even missed it. <laughs> I even put the no, I didn't miss it. I glanced over it. No, I put the. Uh, I at the time I wasn't astute, so I didn't put the the cheese in a Ziploc bag and squeeze it. I used like a, a a a spoon, like a baby spoon, to put the cheese in there, and did all that in the meat sauce. And that's uh that was our that was the first meal oh. I made her. It worked. Yeah, it did it? Sure did. So, yeah. Um. We're almost wrapping up, but wanted to just ask you, um, you know, you, you are on advisory board or advisory board member for the Food Education Fund in, in New York. Um, what made you come to that decision or conclusion that that's where you wanted to serve on that board? There's so many boards. There's so many foundations. Yeah. There's so many um, things with food security or the lack of food security. Um, how do you believe that you, you – being on that board is um is the right place for you and what are they doing that you continue to serve and believe that they're doing great things? Food education fund is incredible. And a lot of the touch points you just mentioned, Steve, are what brought me there. So I think 
you want to make a difference, you've got to start small. So smart lo start local for me was where it was at. And I started with Food Education Fund when they had one high school. Um, and now we service 13 high schools from New York City Public Schools. All of them offer some kind of food education, which as we talked about, I'm not entirely sold on the fact you should have to pay for. So if you can go to public high school and learn how to feed yourself and your families, I, I, I think it's integral. 97% uh, of the students in these 13 high schools are under the poverty line. Hmm. And we have over time gotten to the point where we are supporting different aspects of their life, not just the education they get on a daily basis in the high school, but internships that place them in paid opportunities where they can work and help their family earn money. And um, food pantries that service not just the students, but also their, their family. So it's really, yeah, yeah it's really um, an incredible program. And when you see the outreach, like, yeah, it's, it's local, it's in Manhattan, but um, all of the students, their average commute time, all of the students commute in, but their average commute time is uh, close to two hours. So when you think about how broad that impact really can be in making a difference in these kids' lives, it's pretty incredible. Cool. They just, little plug, they are open, they just opened their cafe. They had a student-run cafe at the first high school, the flagship high school, and it's now in the Barclays Center. So if you go to New York to see an event or watch something mm -hmm. at Barclays, cool. you can have a, your cappuccino from Food Education Fund. Mm. That's cool. they, got, cool. they serve flat whites? For sure. I love a flat white. Is that your, your coffee of choice? All right. Yes, I like a flat white. I'm not talking to racists. I'm talking about a drink. What? Somebody may hear this flat and go, white. somebody may say, flat white, what is he talking about? It's a drink, people. It's a drink. You know, not everybody a is. A delicious one. Is, it's fire. Sometimes I, I have two shots and then, whew, so I'll do a flat white and then kill it and then add an espresso. Oh, offer. And then that microgreen. Yep. No, then I, then I do a workout. <laughs> then I do oh a workout. God. So That's impressive. Yeah. I'm, Before I teach on camera, I I try not to do it because my knife on my hands will be like, if I if I drink that, that'd that's be bad it. for business. That's that's <laughs> bad. Shaking hand and a knife is first bad of all, business. that's bad for Shaky anybody. Yeah. Shaky hand and a knife. Yeah, that would get you ten to five. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we really appreciate you. One, thank you. One, thank you, guy Jason. But really, thank you. Um, you know, I knew you were super cool to anybody be able to handle Jason to deal with him. He's a unique man. Uh, my wife would probably say I'm I'm uh, unique as well, and um, I've been friends with you a long time. G, you're unique, and and Joe, you damn no, sure unique in a good way. But that's the way God made us, and if we all were the same, life would be boring. So uh, mm -hmm. thank you so much. Um, really appreciate. Thank you guys. This was so much fun. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent, and most of all. You're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. <laughs> Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me. Is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, 
social media team, Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator, Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.